scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 11. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I'm hopeful that you still remember your childhood. I realize at 56 it's fading fast, but I, I still remember. I remember the sleepless nights. They weren't necessarily in August, they were in December. The night that you went to bed on December the 24th, and you knew that on December the 25th, things were going to be different in your world. You spent time in anticipation. In fact, you had spent months in anticipation. Uh, I, I, I realize this dates me quite a bit, but there was this company called Sears, and they put out a Christmas catalog. And I remember that I developed my system well enough that I sent my letter to Santa with the page number and column number, item number, on the Sears catalog. This is what I wanted. I thought, if I could just make it easier for them, him, I've, I've got a closer chance to getting what I want. What did you expect? What did you look for? That sense of your heart's longing for when it was going to come. I, I, to this day, I was five years old. And I remember the Christmas that the first bicycle arrived. The first real bicycle. Yes, it had training wheels on it, but it was a real bicycle. Maybe you were one of those lucky people who opened a box that was wiggling and out came a puppy. I actually have a cousin. Sorry, daughter of a cousin, whatever that is, once removed or something. I have a daughter of a cousin who got a pony for Christmas one year. So... I don't know what you anticipated, but you remember that feeling, that sense of something's coming, something good is coming. Maybe it's a little bit like the farmers in West Texas, and I realize to a certain extent we're very different here, but Jerry Miller can tell you about being a farmer in West Texas, and you long for, you wait for the rain to come. And how will the rain change things? Yes, you can irrigate, but irrigation costs money. When the rain comes, we can really rejoice. Maybe you're one of the parents like Sharon and I are now, and many of you are stepping into that stage in life where the kids are leaving the house. One by one, they go away, and then suddenly the house is empty. But, but there is this, there's this unique change in that relationship. Because we, we no longer are kind of dealing with the daily routine of children in our house. We now step into that time in life where we long for them to return. We long for the day that they'll be back under our roof and back in, you know, we, we say in their beds where they belong. We, we still have the same beds that our kids grew up sleeping in. So, that, you know, to a certain extent it's theirs and it waits for them. It may be invaded by different people at different times. Taylor, I'm talking to you. But 
it, it's still sort of their bed in that process. And now that we're at that stage where we're grandparents and we don't live in the same town. Some of you have that blessing to have your grandchildren live in the same town with you. But for us, it's, it's a process of waiting for them to come and yearning for them to come back. And, and let's make no mistakes that by the end of the visit, we are exhausted from that thing, from that time with them. But make no mistakes, the exhaustion goes away very quickly. The yearning for them to return swells up in our hearts and we can't wait. And we're, there's, there's a certain extent to which the grieving of their leaving is intensified by the real, reality of how long it will be until they're back with you. You know those feelings. Probably nowhere better illustrated than away a mother anticipates for nine months the coming of a child. And while those nine months have ups and downs, while those nine months can be difficult on the body and on the spirit and on the mind in many ways, and, and that moment of delivering that baby is a great and terrible struggle. And that baby arrives. And the beauty of, of the doctor or the nurse or whoever it is placing that baby on its mother's breast for the first time doesn't matter in reality what the suffering is to get to that point because that's a moment of great joy. We speak of the joy of the Lord and it would be incomplete to do a series like this and not talk about the joy of the coming of Christ. And we can say we are rejoicing because Christ has come. But what I want you to notice is that the statement of joy is not from those who were receiving the Christ child. It comes from heaven itself. And while the reality is true that joy comes to the world, because of that great gift, the first joy... I don't know that I can say it quite this way, but I'm going to go for it. The primary joy is the joy that God has, the joy of the reunion of relationship that had been lost and was going to slowly but surely and undeniably from the moment of that birth in Bethlehem be changed. Journey with me real quickly through some scripture. From Genesis chapter 2, you know this story. But I just want to remind you. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. And I just want to very quickly point out that they're not hiding because God had never been there before. They're hiding because something had changed in their relationship. I don't know about you, but that one of those pleasant times is when it finally cools off a little bit, when it finally the humidity breaks a little bit, when you finally don't have to head out the door with either gallons of bug repellent on or something to slap them with. You step outside in the cool of the evening and go for a walk. And it isn't so much about the beautiful garden that he gets to walk in, but it is the idea that he gets to walk with these that bear his image. The man and the woman 
together with him in the garden. And can you hear the pathos in this statement? Can you hear the pain in that last line? He calls to the man, where are you? You may have experienced that in your life. A relationship that breaks. Sometimes naturally. Again, we, we gave our children willingly to beautiful spouses and beautiful families. And yet, to a certain extent, there's still that sense of, where are you? You're not here with us. For God, it was much more of a break. Much more of a statement of, you have left me. And that will not be restored by your efforts. It cannot be restored by your efforts. From that time until the birth of Christ, there are so many ways in which the scripture is pointing. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to be able to overcome this. I miss you. I long for you. I cannot wait to rejoice in our return. And maybe this representing it. Isaiah's statement from chapter 7. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. He's going to point you in the right direction. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. Now, be sure you understand the context this is in is probably likely referring specifically to a bride of one of the kings to have her very first baby, to Ahaz probably. And it was to point to a sign that God's going to be with you. And this thing, this name, this naming, and you will call him Emmanuel, God with you. A reminder that God is with you wherever you go. And every time you say this child's name, you're going to remember that God is with you. But the more we read the text, and the more they anticipated the coming of the Messiah, they recognized that it wasn't just talking a baby born in a court to a quote, virgin who had her first child. And not that we would call him Emmanuel because it would remind us that God would be with us, but they began to point to the reality. And the angel will specifically say, it is prophetic, God will be with you. Not a reminder that God might be with you, but God himself is coming in flesh and blood to be with you. And that a virgin, a true virgin, not just having her first child, but never having known a man, will give birth. And there will be no way that you can argue with where she came from except from God himself. Where he came from except from God himself. And you will say, call him Emmanuel. And that longing is represented, and I'm going to grab this passage from Revelation chapter 19 to wrap it up. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters. Uh, We don't hear rushing waters in the creeks here. They just don't do that. If they rise, they just kind of percolate up. They don't rush. But if you ever get to go to see actually a running brook or stream or river when it's in flood stage you can't talk over the sound of it it is like the ocean itself as it pounds against the sand and against itself waters like the loud peals of thunder shouting and and I'm I'm always impressed with the way y'all come up with a hallelujah 
Sometimes it takes me asking twice, but eventually you get to a hallelujah. And, and maybe the best hallelujah of the whole year is, is the first one at camp when Randy Lee shout hallelujah and he gets to the end of the song and they all shout hallelujah and the roof raises a little bit, but it doesn't sound anything like thunder. It doesn't sound anything like the pounding of a sea or the rushing of a, of a river outside of its banks. So I don't know what it sounds like when the heavens say hallelujah. But it's got to be great. And it is great for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. For Christ and God to be united with his people forever and ever. That which was broken in the garden, that which has been anticipated, that which Jesus is coming said, I guarantee you it's going to happen. Nothing will be the same from this point forward. And then it is made whole. And it is the rejoicing of the bridegroom and the bride coming together. Very few joys like that joy in your life. And he says that's what God thinks of us. And how he rejoices over us. You remember the story from Luke chapter 15. The son that leaves the father and, who, and the father who waits for his return. What's interesting is, is that in the previous two parables in chapter 15, you have this idea of, of there's a lamb that's lost and they find the one lamb out of the 99 and he says, let's rejoice. Because I found the one. And then you have a coin, and a woman searches for the coin, and she finds it, and she invites all, she rejoices and invites her neighbors to rejoice with her. The word rejoice is not used here because we don't have to describe it with a rejoicing. He describes the celebration. Bring the robe, give him the ring, put it on him, and kill the fatted calf because we are celebrating. And if it's not emphatic enough, the parable says that the father doesn't sit on his porch with his arms crossed saying, tisk, tisk, tisk. And isn't so often that the way we perceive God's relationship to us? Well, you got it wrong one more time. I guess I'll, I just promised I'd forgive you. I guess I'll do it one more time. How, how many times has it been now? You get the picture? That's not the Bible's picture. The Bible's picture of is the, the bridegroom rushing to the bride. The Bible's picture is of the father running indecorously to his son, to his child. Because he's so glad that he's back. You see, the joy of the Lord that came when Christ came to the earth was the joy of restored relationship. The joy of the shepherd is the restored relationship with the sheep. The joy of the, of the woman who cleans the house is the joy of the returning. And I realize it's monetary, but it's still, she has it. It's with her again. And if you don't get it yet, the joy of the father at the return of the prodigal is that the relationship is made right. God rejoices. The joy of the Lord is about him rejoicing over our coming to him. 
however we are, in whatever shape we're in. He just says, come, because I can make it right. As we transition to the Lord's Supper, and I encourage you to get your uh, elements ready if you're at home and if you're here to have that handy. Also from Revelation chapter 19. Then the angel said to me, write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, the true word, These are the true words of God. We're stepping into the Lord's Supper. A reminder of his great love for us. That he'll do anything to make our relationship with him right. He invites us to the wedding feast. And you say, it doesn't seem much like a feast to me, but I encourage you to imagine in your heart and in your mind the feast that he's invited you to. And you say, hallelujah, he's invited me to the feast. I've been invited and Jesus serves us the meal. Let us run into his arms. Let us, let him make us whole. Let us rejoice in the peace that is ours with God and with each other through Christ. A few things we want to remember in prayer as we uh, close out our service today. Uh, first of all, we're really, really thankful that Mary Lou Leon's surgery went as well as possible, although she's still recovering and, and tired from, from that uh, a skin cancer removal. Uh, thus far, it looks very good, and we're really thankful for that. We also really, really want to rejoice. We got word this week from Carol that uh, Barbara Greenway has now had her second negative COVID test, so she is free of COVID, has been moved out of that. Uh, isolation with those folks. I'm not sure how exactly you get put with them and get better and think that you can come out and don't have it, but that's, that's neither here nor there. We're just really glad she's better. Everybody says, man. We want to remember uh, in our prayers, April Barton, this is the Russell's daughter who was in the car accident, is up in Herman Memorial. We did get word this week that she was expected, this was on Friday, she was expected to move to a regular room. And although still, there's still a lot of recovery to happen, we, we uh, lift up that that is going well. Um, I got a note from uh, Jack Skinner just this morning that Bernice is having better days. And we're really thankful for that that while they still have to do dialysis occasionally, it's not all the time, we're thankful for that, and they're slowly but surely weaning her off of the ventilator. She is doing every other day, doing some therapy, some physical therapy, so again, moving in the right direction. Still in ICU, still can't, uh, Jack can't be there physically, but they do set up Zoom calls so that he can see her on occasion. Want to continue to remember Sandra Mullins, I want to continue to remember Brian Moore. I think you remember last week that we announced. Okay, so he had a positive last week, but the latest one is negative. So somebody say hallelujah. Uh, Patty Pan, best daughter, is, expect, is going back in for another COVID assessment and hasn't gotten a negative one yet, so we're really praying for that. Finally, I would ask that you remember a friend of mine. I mentioned him on the Thursday update. I, Mel Kelder is his name. 
He's in uh, Metroplex Hospital in Colleen, suffering from COVID, and uh, actually had to be put on a ventilator to try and help his body recover. Um, they said Friday night he had a better night, first actual positive step in, a, in about a week. So I'm really thankful for that, but the folks there asked us to pray, and so I told them we would do that. Finally, I just want to remind you one more time that in the digital version of the Caring and Sharing, there are links to uh, bringing meals to both the Estes family and the Cole family, uh, and I appreciate you taking a look at that. All you have to do is click on it and take you there. It'll show you where the next meal needs to be served. So continue to remember those folks in your prayers. John chapter 15. I've spoken these things so that you will have my joy. And there's, there's several translation issues and, and variants on that text because it's, it's difficult for us to think about not that Jesus wants us to have joy, but that he wants us to have his joy. The joy of relationship restored. And that my joy would remain in you. That the peace that I have can bring to you will remain there with you and that that will be the reason that your joy is complete the joy of the Lord I don't know what you need to make your life that life of peacemaking with God but understand that if we're going to say that we want peace with God he calls us to be at peace with our fellow man and there may be relationships that are strained. There may be circumstances, particularly right now, that make you, I don't know how to restore the peace. But he calls on people who follow him, who have experienced his peace, to be the givers of his peace. And if we need to pray for you, I encourage you that if you're at home, that you might take the time to look someone up that you want to share that prayer request with and text them or call them or FaceTime them, whatever you need to do. If you're present with us, we'd be happy for you to come forward and we would receive you and pray with you here. If there's some reason or another you want to keep that a confidential thing with, with just me and just the elders, then please send a message to 217-979-217-3300 because we want to pray for you in that process. We want to help in any way that we can. So take this time to reflect and to think about what you're going to do to be the peace that God has given you in the lives around you.